When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store. And while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language. Order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Season two of Freelance to Founder is brought to you by Andco. At Andco, they pair you with a real-life human being and a cutting-edge app to help you start, manage, and scale your freelance business. To learn more and try Andco free today, visit and.co. That's A-N-D dot C-O. Season two is also supported by Audioblocks. We use Audioblocks to find unique, quality music for the stories we tell on Freelance to Founder. And now you can get access to their library of over 130,000 sound clips for just 99 bucks per year by visiting audioblocks.com slash founders. That's audioblocks.com slash founders with an S. Now, enjoy this episode of Freelance to Founder. The formula for building a successful business is incredibly simple, and I believe that anyone can do it. Again, the it, it's easy to understand and not necessarily easy to execute. And it's all about the place you are in your life, the dedication that you're going to bring to it, the uh, patience that you're going to allow yourself to have and how much this really matters to you, just like how much it matters to you to wake up before work and go to the gym every day. For Millo, I'm Brandon Hull, and this is Freelance to Founder. You've reached episode eight of our second season, and what a season it's been. In this final episode, we bring you the stories of Chase Reeves and Corbett Barr, founders of Fizzle. For five years, they've run the community and entrepreneurial resource found at fizzle.co with countless video training sessions and a tremendous forum for those wanting to manage a profitable side project or new online business. They're both accomplished in their own right and with such different personalities in their company with outstanding complementary skill sets. We wanted to bring you their fizzle story together. How did these two get their start? And what lessons have they learned on their own and from fizzlers? 
pull up your chair for this fun final episode. Yeah, so for me personally, it's like I just call it like you know the ballerina syndrome or something like that. Um, I I just I needed to dance, like I needed I needed uh, to to do my little weird stupid. I mean, what I call my my weird stupid thing, right? Because growing up. Like my whole life, it was just like it was just people making fun. Like it was like my dad just going like, "Why, why can't, why are you, why are you doing that thing? Why, why don't you do the smart thing instead?" Right. So I always like feel like like a, a kind of insecurity about about like the things I want to and I feel like doing are probably the stupid things to do. But there's this also this like little trickster sort of like devil in me that's just like I don't care. <laughs> like I've got to have it. So um, that's that's what I think of first. Now I was always navigating that in my in my jobs where I, I had a, a a boss. You know, I was always trying to navigate that, and and, and it, I was almost never able to really do a great job of it until close towards the end there, where you know, as you grow, you realize, as you grow up, you realize what you have to have in some sort of roles, right? And so I was trying to I was trying to pull as much of that what I have to have into it. For Corbett, it was quite a bit different story as to how and why he got his start with building his own business. I don't know. I, to psychoanalyze myself, I think looking back, I had basically no role models growing up of people who did anything that might resemble something that would make me happy as an adult. I was I grew up very working class. Uh, you know, I knew basically my teachers, my parents, my parents' friends, and just didn't know anyone who was really successful or happy or career driven in any way or challenged in their career and and so I guess you know I thought to myself um, technology is fun and business makes money and those two things seemed important to me so I guess I pursued that but not really considering uh, the the fiber or the 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 morals behind what these businesses or these technologies were doing and I just ended up working for one company after another where I thought, hey, if the technology is cool and the, uh, you know, the, the salary that I'm making is ample, then that should make me happy and fulfilled, right? And so I just kept climbing the ladder one rung at a time, not really caring about where the ladder was headed and um, just found myself increasingly unhappy and in a position where I was expected to work 60 or 70 hours a week. And looking around at the the people who had made partner in the firm that I was at, the consulting firm, and realizing that they were way unhappier than I was at that point and just wondering where it was all going. And I guess at the same time, looking back on it, the only person that did come to mind from childhood who seemed to have something going for him was uh, somebody that my parents worked for. He was a small business owner. He ran a chain of gas stations in the town. That, uh, that I grew up in. And I just remember thinking of him as like the only person I could see had some control over his life and seemed to have something interesting happening for him. And that embodied entrepreneurship. The, the essence of that to me was this idea that he ran things. He was in charge of everything. And it wasn't glamorous, but he ran everything. And there, I guess there was always this itch in the back of my mind that I, I felt like I needed to scratch, which was I wanted to see if I had what it took to be an entrepreneur and if that would lead me to be happy in some way. The details may be different for each of us, but the bones are generally the same. The reasons why we explore the freelancers and then the founder's life 
Chase and Corbett run their own podcast, The Fizzle Show, where they share so many ins and outs on pursuing a well-rounded life while starting and running your, your thing. But what about them? Doing their own thing has allowed them to do their thing in their way. Though this duo quickly realized how they needed to complement one another right out of the gates. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people calling with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant, or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's going to want to take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to Hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Yeah, I, I think we um, we recognize pretty quickly that we share similar taste in a lot of ways, but different abilities. And, uh, and we were just very complimentary to begin with in terms of skill sets. Not that I you know, hadn't designed a website in my day like most people, but I was never super happy with what I was capable of and uh, saw in Chase that he was just, he had that, that, um, that young energy that, uh, that you want in a designer. And he's also really good at copywriting and, and some other things that, that I wanted to be better at. So it was a natural fit for us to work together. At the same time, Chase will tell you he's not, as he says, a mather. And uh, I happen to be pretty good with numbers and and tech things, so it's kind of a it's just kind of a natural fit. And and I, I encourage people to to look for that in a partner to find someone where you each can have your your own domains where you are the star. You know, it's it's tough if you work in a situation where you're both trying to shine in the exact same areas, because if you're drawn to entrepreneurship, it probably means that uh, you want some autonomy. To work on things in a way, and I've just seen seen partners partnerships go south 
I think when the skill sets um, overlap a little bit too much. So, so that's been useful for us. Um, I always came from things as a jack of all trades, I think, but probably more on the operational side, if you will, uh, a little bit more in the tech and, and numbers and, and business end of things. But I also, you know, wrote uh, hundreds of articles before Chase and I started working together and uh, had a pretty good following in terms of uh, an audience through blogging and enjoy podcasting now as well. So not that I don't like being creative, but sometimes it just takes a load off when you find somebody who is really driven in that way to work with. For me, it was uh, both creative writing. I did a lot of creative writing and blogging in that world and, and had several different blogs that had started up over the years. I loved that. Um, I loved writing. I loved communicating. I always have. But that took me on this path of like, well, I want my text on the page to look a certain way. So I got into just like willy-nilly, just a, a bunch of self-taught, no lessons, web design, creating the website to, to have the experience that I wanted it to have. Because I'm a, I'm a gentleman of standards, you understand? I'm a continental gentleman of standards. And so I won't just have my, I won't just have my, my beautiful text, just my stories, really, in fact, my truths, uh, you know, couched in some, you know. I'm still trying to remember the name of that, Corbett, that, that original WordPress theme. It was like Kubrick, wasn't it, or something like that? There was the original WordPress theme that came, and it was like blue with the gradient, and I was like, I, I, won't, I won't have this, you know what I mean? So I wanted to have, I wanted to design things to look a certain way, and, and back in the day, it was all about like, you gotta have every single thing that you're a part of, and you were a part of a lot of things on the sidebar of your website. So it was like Flickr, Friendster, it was, it was like, where there was like path was a thing at some point. There's, there was all of this, and I have to pull it all in, and we're calling life streaming now, you know? Uh, and, and so for uh, that was I got into I got into web design um, and that just kind of took me over the course of I guess a decade like down a different a different path so on the side I was always sort of figuring out how to how to be making my own websites which eventually turned into working on other people's websites and that is in fact how I met Corbett Barr uh, we he originally hired me to to design his website well I, I rather I convinced him to let me design his website redesign think traffic which was his large successful blog at the time and that's uh, and the rest is history Chase and Corbett are very different but it works and it works really well I wouldn't call this Jobs and Wozniak different or Captain and Tennille different Laverne and Shirley different Laurel and Hardy different but one imagines that there were and are strong opinions shuttled over the eight blocks that separate them over in Portland, Oregon. But you expect that from accomplished entrepreneurs. You don't break through by following the herd. You break through by trusting your instincts, your skills, your experience. Right, Chase? Even still at this, at, at this time inside of Fizzle, I'm consciously, consciously trying to pull more of the things that I feel like doing into Fizzle, even though I still feel like they're kind of dumb things to do. You know what I mean? I think this is probably dumb. Smarter, more entrepreneurial people would probably say, why are you doing that? But again, the devil shows up and is like, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I think uh, it, the, the other insight there for me is I, I really trust that part of me. You know, I think I think uh, not only does it feel really good. Well, first and foremost, it just feels really good to, to pursue that part of me. But second of all, I think it might. I, I mean, I think there's some evidence that this might be, you know, strategic from a business standpoint to like to be able to follow your intuition, to be able to sort of like zig when you're when everyone else says you're supposed to zag or something like that. 
you know. So that's what I think of when I when when I think of why I, I ended up leaving those jobs. I mean, I, I I'm profoundly unemployable, and uh, and in just like a, a, I'm a I'm a I'm a maelstrom of potential. Do you know what I mean? And I've all, and I'm and I'm I'm the one who knows it most. Do you know what I mean? I know it more than anybody else. So it's just like it, it just there's a lot of there's a lot of potential for being a, a jerk or or uh, or just not feeling satisfied, right? In my story, um, and that's that's what my path is about. All right, so there's your intro into the founders of Fizzle. I'm going to turn some time over to Preston here in a minute, but stay with us. We've got some crucial insights from the guys as they've mentored and observed Fizzle members over the last five years. Season two of Freelance to Founder is brought to you by Andco. At Andco, they pair you with a real-life human being and a cutting-edge app to help you start, manage, and scale your freelance business. With Andco, you can create contracts, send invoices, track time, manage your expenses, and get paid online quickly and simply just by connecting your bank account. The best part of Andco is getting paired with a chief operator, a real human being who's there to help you whenever you have questions about your freelance business. To learn more and try Andco free, visit and.co. That's and.co. Season two is also supported by Audioblocks. We use Audioblocks to find unique, quality music for the stories we tell on Freelance to Founder. And now you can get access to their library of over 130,000 sound clips for just 99 bucks a year. Plus, they'll throw in access to their very popular stock video site, Videoblocks, absolutely free. It's all part of their creator-to-creator offer going on right now for a limited time. To grab this offer before it's gone, visit audioblocks.com founders. That's audio blocks.com slash founders with an S. Now enjoy the rest of this episode of Freelance to Founder. It's the thing, right? I mean, I think that's why most of these small businesses end up failing because there's all this planning and excitement around the launch, right? In the beginning. But then a year later, maybe even just six weeks later, all that enthusiasm is gone and you just don't know what to do next. You're listening to the Fizzle so intro video. I don't I mean, share it as an advertisement. Alone, I share it to demonstrate how when you're crystal clear about who you are and what you offer the world and you can conquer any fears you may have about how you tell people what you do, a pretty compelling message can get out there. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm in a freaking Apple ad or something. Can we just... And that's when we discovered we can craft an entrepreneur out of a single piece of aluminium. Can we just look at the camera? It can be challenging to create a business. What did Corbett and Chase picture building? And by that, I don't just mean what do they picture providing entrepreneurs? What do they picture building for themselves? We knew that we wanted to support ourselves financially in a comfortable way. Uh, You know, there's, there's not some you know, drive towards money that, that uh, keeps us motivated. It's, it's a combination of those things, I think. And, um, you know, more money would always be great, but it's not the most important thing to us. So, you know, I'd say the thing that, that the underlying thing that keeps us going and keeps us motivated and keeps everyone on the team uh, moving in the same direction is a focus on our customers and the work that we're doing for them and the changes that we're making. And that's that's always our touchstone. We always come back to that. If we ever feel lost, 
We always come back to talking to customers, realizing that the work that we're doing is impacting them. And that sort of attitude of service, I think, uh, brings everything together. And then on top of that, you layer on, well, how do I feel about the work that we're doing? Just, you know, is it fun? Is it engaging? That sort of thing. Um, You know, do I like the day-to-day of it, the people that I work with, that sort of thing. And then on top of that, you layer on the financial picture. Is this supporting us? Um, Is this healthy, sustainable? And is it a good sort of long-term vehicle for accomplishing what we want to accomplish in our lives? That's really the thing I'm looking for. I want to feel comfortable in my own skin. And and I don't want a life, you know, you might have heard that quote from Seth Godin where he's like, hey, if if you're just caught up with your hair on fire trying to plan your next vacation, maybe you should think about designing a life you don't need to escape from. There's some really good stuff in those comments. So let's talk about the Fizzlers. There are thousands of members of the community, and they're building businesses mostly like yours, but there are numerous exceptions as well. Chase and Corbett are both fully involved, but Corbett had some great insights on what they see from the community. Listen closely here, not just for who's involved and how they're involved, but what Corbett has to say about how a person should, in general, pursue their project or business from what they've seen. We've had thousands of people in Fizzle over the years, and there are countless success stories and we see the patterns over and over again that tell us that anyone who wants it badly enough and is dedicated enough can make this work so it's just a question of how badly do you want this and how hard are you willing to work if you want it don't let ideas of well it's just too hard to build a business or well you know i heard from uncle joe that nine out of ten businesses fail or some crap like that People are going to have more careers in their lifetime. They're going to have multiple different jobs uh, over the course of their lifetime. And lifetimes are getting longer. And, and so that just means that just means more different jobs. And so I like this advice of don't look at, at, uh, at yourself as, as you're creating a career. Like, talk about your project that you're doing right now. Talk about the projects you've done in the past and maybe the project you'd like to do. And then hold yourself to shipping some things, you know? And, and that's a... That's a that is that is where the rubber meets the road. You know, we see examples all the time of businesses that are doing things in a way that we never thought would work or counterexamples to, you know, let's say, uh, well, you, you know, you have to start a podcast and, uh, and, you know, put in a full season and then maybe you'll find a sponsor. And then we see examples like your podcast, Brandon, where, you no, know, you had a sponsor lined up for season one. You know, there are there are no rules, and I think a lot of people get trapped trying to follow patterns and rules and things and don't realize that um, to make it, a lot of times you just have to make things up as you go along. And the sooner that you can realize that, the sooner that you can realize that all successful businesses are just making things up and they're being run by people who probably aren't smarter than you, they just might have a little more experience or just maybe a little more bravery to try things that um, they aren't positive will work because a startup or you know a, a new business is all about experimentation and just figuring out what works along the way where i sort of where my actual area of expertise i would say besides like the design just like creative work in general and and just like the sort of the i don't know the emotional the emotional roller coaster of being an entrepreneur it's it's um it was actually like i mean i was trained as a pastor um, that's where my background is, and uh, and now Jesus and I are seeing other people, sort of. But 
the thing that I find in in business for me and in career and in craft and and is like is uh, is something akin to purpose or calling and I don't like those words very much because they make it very they make it very heavy I think curiosity is a much better term I agree with Elizabeth Gilbert on that where you just just follow your curiosity and it might lead you to something that you look in hindsight and realize was your calling but what I have seen again and again in people's lives is is there are there are ways that you can there's a science to achievement like you know what I mean like I can teach you how to set up a business how to get a business up and running but fulfillment is an art freelance the founder friends we had so much to cover with Corbett and Chase they have a passion for helping entrepreneurs turn their things into fulfilling businesses thank you so much for listening to episode 8 Remember, you can subscribe to our show through your favorite podcast app and by visiting us at FreelanceToFounder.com. I want to thank all of our guests for episodes one through eight of season two of Freelance to Founder. Season three is going to be epic. If you're enjoying our podcast, I hope you'll head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Ratings and reviews are the way freelancers can find our show on iTunes, and we'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks again for listening, everyone. For Millo, I'm Brandon Hull. Join us next season.